What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up, what's up, my fly folks? How y'all doing? Did y'all miss us? Because we missed y'all too. We're happy to be back for another season of FY Fly the Podcast. Season two, man, we here. Coming to y'all in the great month of April. Shout out Financial Literacy Month. My birthday month. Shout out all the Tauruses tuning in with us. It's been a little minute since we were dropping episodes consistently. Had to throw a little emphasis on that word consistent because that's going to be a key word for today's episode. But again, welcome back to FY Fly the Podcast. My name's Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. CEO Sonny the Kid That Did. And I'm here with the Flies co-host around, Mr. Make a Play himself, Remy G. What's up, what's up? You already know who it is, man. It's Mr. Make a Play, a.k.a. Remy G. Ready for another season of FY Fly the Podcast. Let's get it. Well, here at FY Fly, we like to start off the show with a meaningful quote about money. And y'all know this is a show about financial literacy. And financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. So my quote today comes from rapper Fat Trail. If you really want to make it, it requires separation. So before we tap into building brand in 2021, we want to talk about something that came up in an interview with Dr. Dapper. After Dr. Dapper made the big move from a small town in Arkansas to L.A., his business ventures really started taking off. His luxury shoe lines began doing numbers, even being shouted out by Beyonce. Queen B, bro. I swear. But yeah, I asked Dr. Dapper, without the move from L.A. to Arkansas, do you think you would have acquired the same type of success? And he said no with the quickness, which led me to think about the quote, if you really want to grow, it requires separation. That's facts, bro. I overlooked every school that recruited me in Texas because I felt like as long as I was driving distance from home, I wouldn't truly be independent. Now, maybe 14 hours is a little stretch, but I know for a fact living this far away from home has definitely helped me grow into the man I am today. My T. Jones always told me, handle your business or your business is going to handle you. As long as I take care of my business, no matter how far I am from the crib, I'm always prosper. And that is something Remy and me really both are related to personally. I chose to go to our school, Maryville College, because they offered me the most money. You know, Bonna us, baby. For those who may not know, me and Remy G were both Bonner scholars at our school. So we volunteer 40 hours a month while playing football and going to school. And also while bringing the American Marketing Association of Maryville. Can't forget that. <laughs> I swear, bro, can't forget the American Marketing, not Tennessee Marketing Association, national, baby. Because we not lazy, we working. Everything we do, ginormous, you hear me? But like I was saying, I was the one who chose to go from Houston to Tennessee to play ball because I wanted to put as little financial stress on my parents as possible. That was honestly my only decision makers. Wherever I could play ball and pay the least amount of money, I was gone. Man, I was even looking at schools in Ohio, South Dakota, Milwaukee. And if you know me, I hate, despise the cold. If you ask me, vacation to somewhere cold ain't a vacation. Because I ain't going to want to leave the house. Bahama me, please. Nevertheless, making that decision to go to Tennessee was one of the best decisions of my life. It threw me into a whole different environment. Nah, for real. Coming from the ace of Tennessee was a culture shock. No cap, bro. But I feel like it allowed us to really grow up and become men. As you said, we couldn't just pull up to mom's house for some home cooking. If we had a media problem, it was on us to solve. But you know our motto, though. If you got a problem, find a solution. Simple as that. You know it. So my advice to any high schoolers tapping in with us tonight, if you have the opportunity to go out of state, we will highly advise it. 
Because if you stay in your hometown, for example, they always going to look at you as the person you were in high school. So even when you try to grow and better yourself, the people that stayed the same will try to keep you down. And you know misery loves company. If anything, remember this. People going to talk about you whether you're doing good or you're doing bad. So you might as well do good. But enough on that. Let's get into what we really came to talk about today. Branding in 2021. So we're going to talk about and share some of our insights on branding and then give you all the top three tips to branding in 2021. So let's get active. So let's first establish the difference between branding and marketing. So marketing is all about the message that your product, brand, or company gives off. What's the first thing that comes to people's mind when they see your name or your business name pop up on their timeline or news feed? When it comes to branding, your audience will only know what you show. What I mean by that is, whatever you post, whatever you say, is going to be taken and interpreted by your audience. So if you only post things related to sports, you'll begin to build a following of people who love sports. If you post things about hair, nails, and lashes, you'll build a following of people who love cosmetics. If you look at FYI Fly, we post things about building brand and becoming financially educated, mixed in with celebrities and influential figures talking about money as well. So it's clear we are a company that cares about money, education, and culture. I honestly feel like FY Fly, the brand as a whole, is a reflection of me. I was having a conversation with a mentor and a potential investor who's probably listening right now. It's actually crazy. He found out about me through the podcast. He said he listens to us every Saturday during his morning workout. Oh, yeah. Y'all know Mr. Michael Plan C. Y'all gonna get you right during the workout. Health is wealth, huh? Call it financial fitness. Facts, bro. But he asked me, he said, Hassan, would you ever sell FY Fly? And I paused a little bit and said, no. But for the right price and the right situation, I consider it. And what I mean by the right situation is, if I could still be the face of my brand, because even if I didn't have this financial app and website coming out soon, I would still be finding a way to promote wealth and financial education for my people. Because deep down, I know I'm going to be wealthy. And it's not going to be fun being wealthy all by myself. So I want all my people up there with me so we can really see what it feels like to live life. Because not having money and not being financially stable limits the options you have in life. So when you are educated on how to get a bag and keep a bag, your options are limitless. So we have three very important tips for y'all today to build brand in 2021. Number one is value. Number two is consistency. And number three is authenticity. So let's go ahead and dive in. Value is a word that was talked about a lot last year. I remember I met with a marketing expert who was analyzing my social media. He said to take HRT Enterprises out of my bio because nobody knows what that is. In my head, I'm like, hold on, brother. They don't know what it is now, but they will in a few years. But his point behind that was it doesn't provide any value for my audience right now. Once you have a business and you're building community, your only focus is that community. It only matters what your audience wants. It doesn't matter what you want. Unless you're going to be the only one buying your products, then do you. But if you want to build, grow, and scale your business, the customer's opinion is the only thing that matters. And that was one of the hardest things for me, because if you know me, I ain't never cared about nobody's opinion. You know, I was listening to Damon John's podcast the other day, and the CEO of Zip Recruiter, Ian Siegel, said the best source of knowing what to do next is your customer. Just to add on to what you said, bro, think about it. When you're a customer or consumer, the only thing you want to know is what a business or company can do for you. You don't care about the accolades or who the CEO is or what he or she got going. You only care about what that company can provide for you. And that's why value is so important. Because if your customer or your listener or app user didn't gain anything from using your product, you lost. If they haven't completed an action or now feel motivated to go complete an action, then you lost. You took an L, and you probably won't be doing any more business with that customer. I was meeting with one of my mentors, Ralph Jarvis Jr. He was actually the second guest on the podcast from season one. 
So if y'all haven't already, please go check that episode out. But he was telling me there's two types of people on social media. You're either a creator or a consumer. If you want to be an influencer or a business owner, you will have to create content. And for that content to be successful, it has to provide value to your audience. Whether you're funny, can sing, or you're really smart or creative, whoever is watching needs to take away something from your content. Which brings us to our next point, consistency. Why do you think Lil Baby is the hottest rapper right now? It's because he's been consistent. Every tape he's dropped has gotten better and better. He stayed down and grinded. When his opportunity came, he knocked it out the park. And that's why I say entrepreneurship is just like baseball, baby. You just got to keep swinging until you hit a home run. Nah, for real. His last album was definitely a home run. I agree with what you're saying, though, bro. Another example is, I mean, look at us. We started our season last year at the end of August, and it took us two months to reach 1,000 downloads, a month to reach 2,000, and three weeks to hit 3,000. Yeah, we did do that, bro. We were dropping episodes every Friday consistently, and that's what really separates you from your competition. Rich Homie Quan said it best. It ain't about who makes it first. It's about who lasts longer. It's about who stays consistent. When building a community or a fan base, being consistent is so important because it gives your audience something to rely on and look forward to. Especially in this climate we're in now, bro. Everybody's at home looking for something to catch their attention, looking to be entertained. So if you and your company drop a podcast or get on IG Live every day, your audience will catch on to that and expect that, which will lead to comfortability and relatedness. And then from those things will come genuine interactions, which translate to sales. And last but not least, being authentic. So to give y'all a quick recap, the three tips to branding in 2021 are value, consistency, and authenticity. This last one is so important because if you're fake, people going to see right through it. And I'm sure not only does it look bad on your business, it's probably bad for yourself too. Yeah, it probably sucks having to portray someone you're not every time a camera comes on. But hey, bro, you remember when I told you we was going to see a million just from being ourselves? Well, I truly believe that and will continue to speak that into existence because it's coming. But the biggest and best thing you could do for your brand or your personal brand is to speak and share your truth. Only put out to the world what feels right for you. Because what I notice is the true power of social media. To put it in real life terms, when I started posting more financial content in a way that I would express myself normally, my interactions and following started to go up. This was because the people that are following and beginning to follow me are interested in some of the same things I'm interested in. Wealth building, investing, traveling, music. You know, so I'm steadily building a community of like-minded individuals just from being myself, from being authentic. While I've been more focused on Instagram, my brother Remy G has got himself a little cult following on Snapchat. You want to tell the fly folks listening right now about that and what are some of the things that you do to keep your followers engaged, bro? Yeah, I got you. Well, people expect me to start off my day by saying something funny and relatable. My Snapchat is where I'm able to project my personality. I use community engagement tactics like screenshotting my followers' reactions to things I post to show how others feel about a certain topic. This prompts other followers to react too. People love tuning to the G Show. Marketing genius, right? Nah, for real. And that relates to the importance of businesses collecting and advertising customer reviews and testimonials. Because it's a proven fact that most people choose to do business after seeing positive feedback from others. But y'all stay locked in with us. We're going to take a little break. And then slide into our insightful interview with serial entrepreneur, Dr. Dapper. Let's get it. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. And we are now entering our insightful interview portion of our show. And today we are speaking with Dr. Dapper, who is the owner of Black-owned luxury shoe company called LFLS. And we can't forget author, business coach, and overall serial entrepreneur. What's up, boss, man? How's he, how you doing? How you doing? 
What it do? We good. We li- we living amazing out here in LA. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Out here in Virginia, man, it's a little cold, but it- it's all good. We gonna make it work. <laughs> you got that bird, that Gucci. Yeah, <laughs> for real though. <laughs> Ten seventeen. So man, so tell us a little more about you, your background, and how you started your businesses, your multiple businesses. <laughs> yeah, multiple. I got multiple streams of income is important, and I yes, it started sir. with LFLS shoes. So I found the LFLS during my undergrad at the University of Arkansas. Uh, I started it in 2015, graduated from college in 2016, uh, and then I grew up in Helena, so that's Southeast Arkansas, a really poor, underrepresented area. Grew up with rats, roaches, holes in the walls, and stuff like that, and of course, over time, it got better, but when I was a kid, my mom was like working multiple jobs, trying to make, barely making ends meet, and my, my grandma was taking care of me while she was working, so I never really had a normal childhood. I had to, you know, mature really early and start to work and hustle, and really, and then I ended up having to take care of my grandma because she became bedridden, so my life has just been full of just trial and error, just ups and downs, and just really having to step out of that, I guess, I wasn't able to be a kid, you know, so I've been, I've been prepared for, you know, losing my grandma, my dad, and my mom, you know, I lost those people, but it's like, I was prepared for that because of all the things I went through when I was growing up, and the circumstances I was raised in. I grew up in church, stepdad is a pastor, my mom was the first lady, I played the drums in church, so that's where my style came from, the Dr. Dapper stuff, and that just evolved into what it is today, so that's a beautiful thing. And outside of that, I mean, you know, people will learn more about me when we get into the interview, but that's kind of like just really quick, you know, from where I was raised, where I went to college, what I majored in fashion. And of course, the big part of my story, like I said, I lost my grandma in 2010, my dad in 2013, my mom in 2016. I went full time into my business. I never worked for anybody after college. And that's a journey within itself, you know, so that's something we'll get, we'll dive into more. But that's a little bit about me living out of LA now. So coming from Helena to Hollywood, it's like, it's a big it's inspiration to a lot of people. So, and to be, to be able to do that myself and not rely on another company, you know, because I think a lot of times people rely on the government and other companies to help them like fulfill their dreams or live in their purpose. And, you know, since I never tapped into corporate after I graduated college, I never relied on anyone else but myself. You know, I had nobody else to fall back on. So making it out here, you know, starting other businesses while I was out here, beginning to coach, hosting private events, launching the, the tea line that you drink, drink your tea. Dosa Dapper, you know, just a lot of different stuff. And, and being able to help people grow their social media pages and just living their purpose and really just take control of their life and their time has been like a beautiful thing uh, on this journey. So giving back, I do a lot of that too. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. <clears throat> so I heard you say you went to University of Arkansas, right? Yeah, Fayetteville. Shouts out Razorbacks. Okay, okay. So would you say college <clears throat> prepared you to run your multiple businesses? I would say it it didn't from the actual business background. I think networking is what really helped me help prepare me for running businesses. And mm-hmm. then me just my, my grit and my grind and my hustle and being able to my resilience as well. Because no matter how much you learn about business, you know, there's always gonna be something else to learn and there are gonna be a lot yeah. of things that you can't help but learn by being hands on with it and going through that experience. Just like riding a bike. You know, you mm-hmm. can't learn how to balance unless you fall off that off that bike and you scrape your knee and then you realize, oh, that hurt, but then you also realize you wouldn't have healed, you wouldn't be able to heal so well if you hadn't scraped your knee. So I think it's, it's really loving the process and going through that entrepreneurial journey and learning mm. everything hands on because you remember that better. For example, if you go to school and you get in trouble, and I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna beat your butt if you come back home, you get in trouble again. But yeah. and you go and you're like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever. She said it. But if you go to school, you get in trouble, you come back and then she whoop you. She puts some she puts some leather on your butt. You're gonna yeah. be like, all right, bet I don't want to feel that no more. So I know not to go back to that. So in school, people can tell you a lot of stuff, but until you get into the real world and you start applying that, and then you start to feel that and really put in put in that work, and then you see the results from it, and then you make mistakes. 
then you remember that better. So I think, you know, school prepared me from a social standpoint uh, and, and a networking standpoint of connecting with people that are interested in what I'm interested in and, and then really just sparking light bulbs of different ideas and things that I could do in my career. And then after that, the business side of it just came for me just networking and moving and connecting with the right people. Okay, so if you had to do it again, would you or would you dive straight into your businesses? I would go to college. That's just me, though. I like college. I hated high school. I hated middle school. Mm. hated elementary school. But I think if, you, if you're if you going into something where you don't, because not college isn't required. You know, it's not a requirement. You don't have to go to school at 18, get in $100,000 of debt and, and versus, because they'll let you get that, but they won't let you get a business loan. So I don't understand that. It's not really like, it doesn't really register with me on how I can be 18 and get $100,000, $200,000 worth of loans for school, but I can't get $50,000 loan to start a business. You know, and that just goes to show you what kind of system has been set up to push you into corporate America and keep you in that cycle of, you know, working for somebody else and, you know, having family, getting kids and then retire and then, you know, live the last 20 years of your life just doing what you really wanted to do when you were 20, you know? So I, I would do it again because I just really enjoyed it. And it built my character even more, and it allowed me to step into who I truly was. But for some people, they already know who they are because they grew up in a big town, and they went, they they were like walking down the street by a college, you know, and they were able to go to college campuses at 15 and 16. So I wasn't able to do that. So for the people that have been able to do that, then hey, you don't really have to go to college because if you go there to just for the money to try to get into a major where the money is, it's like yo, you're not really chasing your passion. So if you if you already know your passion you've tapped in with that childlike mentality you've never had to unlearn a lot of things that society try to teach you which is just like brainwashing then it's really like college isn't required unless you're trying to be a doctor a lawyer or something like that if you're not trying to do those things where it's like literally like yo this is required because you have to know all of this like you got to be efficient in this then it's like yo if you want to be an influence on instagram yo get on instagram while you're 15 build that up by the time you're 18 20 you good you can monetize that. So, yeah, I think it's not required, but I would do it again just from a personal level. I enjoyed it and the experience of it, you know. I think the experience is is what you're paying for when you go to college, for sure. Facts. And them influencers listening right now, y'all better go get that that ebook teaching you how to build brands, Yo, right? get tapped in. Personal branding is so important. If I was 15 and I knew about personal branding, if I had myself to go to at 15, so that's why I love giving back, sponsoring young entrepreneurs, and really just offering this knowledge two people because it's like yo if you if you have access to it which i didn't then it's like yo, your your whole view and perspective on life just changes it's like yo well, i can really just take control of my own thing i can do what i really love if you really want to play the game all day you can monetize that it's just like right. your mindset your perspective on that you know how you step into it how you package present and promote it to the to the media because all you have to do is really offer value entertainment or information in some form on social media and then you can you can definitely after you niche down you can scale a lot so for all the influencers out there the aspiring you know creatives whatever it might be take control of that as early as possible and really tap into it because there are so many kids that are 10 6 and 14 that's really tap into that and they never have to re-tap in with that childlike mentality because they started doing what they loved and their parents supported that and they continue to do what they uh, love to do and they monetize it and they have people like myself to, of course, back them with information and knowledge and connections. So I think, you know, accessibility is, is crazy right now thanks to social media. You know, it wasn't really like that when I was growing up. So I'm not That's old. But, you know, it was just like, okay, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, woo -to -woo, let's post, but it wasn't really, like, business-driven, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's facts, bro. You know, things have really changed. Like, you know, back then, our parents, parents was telling us, you can't make no money off that game. You playing that game all day, but like you said, like you said, now we can. 
Oh, it's crazy that you can make, you can literally make money doing anything. So that's why I hate to hear people say, "Oh, I'm going to major in this so I can get my money up." That's not that's not literally meaning you need getting your money up. And you never get paid what you work working with somebody else because they got to make their profit. You know, so and they, they, that job can't be passed down, so you can't create generational wealth. And then also, when you die, that job is going to be given to somebody else. The day that you die, or the day after, is going to be posted on on a job search website. You know, it's going to be there for people to find it. You know, LinkedIn people going to find it wherever. You know, so so just understand that it's very important to 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 ownership. Ownership is very important. So the earlier you can own your own your own thing, the better. Big facts, big facts. So let's touch back on on your shoe company. What were some of the challenges you faced? creating your shoe company man just funding i think i think a lot of people in the black community specifically have struggles with funding we're getting funding and just understanding mm. like entrepreneurship as a whole um because not coming from a background where entrepreneurship and ownership was taught it's like okay this is this is very this is new to me so i think that was very that was that was, that was like one of the biggest challenges just really funding because i come from a poor family and you know now the, the saying is i don't i don't come from a wealthy family but a wealthy family will come from me so yeah. I think it's, it's important to keep that mindset, even if you step into business and it's hard for you to find funding. And I think also just because you're black, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't own that yacht. You can't own that jet. You can't own that mansion. You can't own that million dollar business. Your skin, your skin complexion doesn't stop you from doing that. Your mindset does. So if we continue mm -hmm. to think that the world is against us and the system has been set in place to keep us down, that's what you're going to manifest because you vibrate on that level of, yo, everything's against me. So I can't move forward. But if you shift mm -hmm. that perspective, like, okay, I might not be able to get funding. Let me finesse my way through. That's why I live by faith, finesse, and friendship. Because you got to have faith. You got to be able to finesse. And then it's not about what you know. It's about who you know and who knows you. So the friendship comes into play right there. And if you know mm -hmm. the right people, you know, if you finesse the right way, you can get in rooms you're not supposed to be in. You can get financing that you're not supposed to get. And there's so many different ways. You just really got to be passionate about it. So that's why I say passion, purpose, product. Because you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Or either you're going to mm -hmm. give up the first time you get the door closed on your face for, some, for asking for a loan, you know. But I never gave up on that. So I mean, I, I've been, I've been bullying, pulling money from everywhere, you know, and, and, yeah. and making, and making it work because you gotta understand debt isn't always bad, and and then, and then yeah, so that's it's not bad. So it's like, yo, go go take that because some of your biggest millionaires and billionaires are in loads of debt, and it's like because they know how to finesse the system when it comes to the EINs that they have or the business credits they might have or the Duns numbers or start counseling that business, start another LLC and putting the money there. You know, it's it's so many ways you can move money around. Uh, to where it can you can have a bankrupt business, but then you can have a million dollar business right here, like Trump. You know what I'm saying? So is that is that how you overcome you know that challenge of funding was was loans or or what were some of the ways that you overcame those challenges? It was loans, mostly loans from different companies, loan from a, a personal loan from an individual that I knew, and and really just any money that came I got a hold of, bro. And then other than that, it was just bootstrapping, reinvesting in your business. A lot of people think when they get the bag, I hate to see people flexing. You know, with money they got, spending it and blowing it on, on certain things that are that are liabilities and not assets. You know, once you get your first hundred thousand, don't go blow it. Reinvest that so you can double that, triple it. You got to double up. Thanks. You know, so I think a lot of people fail to realize how you can get it real quick, but just as quick as you can get it, you can lose it. And and it, but if you can get it one time, you can get it again too. But the easy the, you when you get it, the same energy you gave that that to, to get that hundred hundred thousand dollars, you got to get that same energy to give two hundred thousand. Sometimes you got to give more. And sometimes you're gonna give a hundred percent, and you're gonna get ten percent in return. So you—that's that's one of the hard things about being an entrepreneur. You can wake up five days in a row, give a hundred and ten percent, and get fifty percent back from all those days together, or you can get twenty percent back. You know, it, some mm. days, some days are like that. And some days you get two hundred percent. You know, so it really just depends. You got—that's why the passion comes into play. But loans, 
and, and, and faith, finesse, and friendship is how I got through that situation. And any money that I got, you know, I, I, I just invested in that. I've missed rent plenty of times. Bank account's been in the negative plenty of times to get shoes to, uh, to my house. You know, so that's what comes with it. And a lot of people can't take that. But that's a part of the process. And that's a part of the process a lot of people don't talk about. Because they're like, yo, I want to look like everything is all glitz and glam. And it's a beautiful process. You got to mm. share the, the story along with the glory. You know, it can't be all glory. It got to be some story in there to, to weed out the entrepreneurs and inspire the entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? Most deaf. We Most get deaf. we we lighten up. We get we getting hot. We getting hot. We lighten up. Oh yeah. Somebody put <laughs> yeah. me out. Somebody put me out. We about to get we about to get burning. We got to get burning. Yes, yes, sir. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me so, nicely. <laughs> Talk to me nicely, huh? <laughs> so, so since you've been on your entrepreneurial journey, what was the biggest lesson you feel that you've learned? Oh, I love this. I usually say this for the end of interviews, but feel like a baby. You know, failure and, and the perspective on failure. I think feeling like a baby, we can we can touch back on it at the end of the interview. So people can, if you want to know what that means, stay mm. tuned to stay tuned to this podcast, you know, until the end. So you can uh, so you can hear what feel like a baby means. But that's one of the biggest things I've learned is how to feel like a baby and really just being patient with my process and understanding that. I think this analogy helps a lot of people. So this is a good analogy too. Everybody, you know, listen up. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we get in the car, we type something in our GPS. We got a destination. A lot of us going to the same destination. Say we're going to brunch. A lot of us going to brunch. Or we might be going to Atlanta for New Year's. Whatever it might be. All of us typing in our GPS to go to Atlanta. Our final destination is the same destination, but the way we get there is going to be different. Somebody might be Ubering. Somebody might be uh, taking a lift. Somebody might be on a birdie because they're down the street. Somebody might be on a jet. Somebody might got to stand in TSA to get on a, on a plane. Somebody might you know, be driving themselves. So that means all of us are going to make it to that destination at a different time. But we can't worry about that other person's, you know, journey because it's not our journey. You know, everything is in perfect alignment with our journey. So we have to appreciate our journey. And we have to understand if we're going to a destination 20 minutes down the street, we might drive. You've been in L.A. and, and you see how an interstate uh, ramp might be closed. But that's not necessarily because you're not supposed to go to that destination you're going to. It's just, oh, you got to reroute and may have to go to the street over on the other side to continue to get on the interstate and go to that destination. So I think the perspective on, on roadblocks, the perspective on people making it further than you making it, faster than you making it, you know, you can't really compare somebody's chapter 10 to your chapter one. So I think that's 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 a big thing that I've learned in entrepreneurship. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to learn that. Because before I got a million or anything, or 100,000, you know, it, you have to go through these learning, you know, curves and these different experiences to build character. Because mm. if you wake up one day with a million, you're not gonna know what to do with it. You're not know how not, you're not gonna know how to act coming from where we come from. We might just blow it. Like, all right, bet. Yeah. Let me go buy the Lambo. Let me go buy the crib. Let me go buy this. Let me go flex. Let me take a trip. Let me buy this bag. Mm. Let me buy this belt. But that's not what you're supposed to do. You know, I, like I've been saying lately, the, the the bag is more important than the brag. Stop bragging about what you got. Go get the real bag. And if you got a bag, cool. But do you got a bag in your bag? You know, you can yeah. have a Gucci bag. <laughs> you can have a Gucci bag. That's cute and all. But do you got the bag, the bag bag inside the bag? Yeah, and if you don't got the bag, bag. <laughs> if you ain't got the bag bag inside of that bag, you sleep. You got the wrong mindset. You got the wrong perspective on life because it's not supposed to be like, it's just like a Lambo with no gas. It's cute, but you can't go nowhere. So oh, sit down. <laughs> somebody, somebody said you got what's that? What's that quote, bro? I saw it yesterday. I was like, yo, that's deep. It was like you got a Lambo, but you still got a landlord. How you got a landlord, but you still mm. and, and you got a Lambo, you got a landlord. I was yeah. like, oh, how you got a Lambo, you still got a landlord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. People got like screwed all the way up. Like you said, people out there they get that bag and go blow it on you know that lambo you know go blow it on all that gucci and that's why i feel like financial literacy proper money management is so important 
So can you can you elaborate on that and, and why that's so important? It's so important just because even a savings account, bro, saving 10% or having an automatic draft come out of your account every week for years and years. And you won't even notice that it's happened because we don't even, we forget that we spent $50 at dinner last week. So what's yeah. the, so what's so hard about forgetting that you spent $50 on yourself, putting it into a savings account, you know? So right. I think, you know, financial literacy is so important just because like going back to what you said, you know, we'll never be uh, free until we were financially free, you know? So the dollar has mm. to circulate in our community. We have to invest. We have to understand how money works because money works like this. Money is meant to circulate. So you have to put it out there and let it work. Money can't work if you're holding it here and not letting it go work, you know? So you got to let it go and let it work for you so it can circle back circle back around. That's how the whole system's set up, circulating. Even the bank, you you probably, you took out some money that ain't your money. It's somebody, it was just somebody, it's somebody else's money in their account. So it's like, you know, we got we to gotta understand that it worked like that. And understanding also just shifting from the dollar because of the coin shortage, quote unquote, to cryptocurrency. It's still, digital currency is the next move. When's it? That's why we got Apple Pay, make, easing it into the society. Like, yo, that's why COVID is here. It's, that's a part of the reason why COVID is here because of that shift in the economic system. So I think understanding like that, having people around you that speak like that, that invest like that. We invested in crypto. We invested in gold and silver and in Mexico mm. real estate over there. So it is different. It's a different level. Of shit. It's different. It's just different. I'm about to curse a lot. I'm, I need, I'm, I'm holding it. I'm holding it in for you. 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 But it's, it's a I lot of different it, things that y'all should be investing in. And I'm naming crypto, gold, stocks, silver, and real estate. You gotta get tapped in with that, cause that as as the economy fluctuates, gold is gonna be, remain very important. Crypto is popping up very very high. Like it's, it's literally right. it's popping. You have to get tapped in with that. And real estate, you know, get into that market. You know, whether that's out of the country or whether that's in the country, because you see a lot of people are selling their stuff. They're getting rid of getting rid of assets that they had for the low just because they can't really afford to do it. So a lot of people are leveraging this pandemic because of their perspective on it, and they understand like, yo. In a down market, it's time for us to go shop. When people not shopping, we going to shop. When everybody going to shop, we chilling at the crib. So, man, elaborate on that passive income for us. How important is it to produce income generating assets? If you ain't making money while you sleep, you ain't really making money. Yup. Period. If you got to wake up every day, <laughs> clock in, clock out. Clock. <laughs> if you ain't setting up automation, if you ain't set up to where your life is like, yo, you, hey, yo, what's good? I'm out in Tulum. You know, we having a good time. Just drop the new ebook. Go get it. If you want to live like this, go get it. You know, so that's one ebooks, video courses, uh, affiliate links, whatever it might be. You have to set up these things to where it's like, yo, I can sleep and make money. I can post a video and make money. I can go live and make money. I can enjoy living my life. I can travel and make money. You know, so it's very important investing in real estate, investing in businesses, investing in stocks, whatever it might be, you know, really tap into that because that's how you create wealth. Seven Big streams facts. of income or more and really just tapping into these investors. If you ask people, some of the most wealthiest people that there was a video going viral. I don't know if you saw it. And it was mm -hmm. a guy asking people, what, oh, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Some people are like, oh, someone like, oh, well, I'm married. But then a lot of people say, oh, I do private investing. And what is private investing? My homie Levi started a group where we do private investing now. And the things that I'm listing is what you know goes on in those groups. We we get tapped in on things that people aren't really talking about in mm. in the on the regular media because the media is going to show you this when you should be focusing on this. So we have to understand that television is very like you know they're going to show you something. They're going to show you a vision they want you to see. They want you to they're going to depict how they want you to 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 per, portray black men, black women, whoever it might be, Mexican, white men, whoever. They're going to show you that tell a vision. Every area yeah. code 
has a different commercial. You're not gonna see area. You're not. You're not gonna see commercials that play in the black community, playing in the white community. You're just not gonna see that. So I think it's really understanding that how the system works and really getting tapped in, taking control of your your money. Don't play yourself. Pay yourself. We all got value. And I think eBooks is a great way to tap into um, passive income. That's why I created the six figure eBook course so people can get tapped in and be like, Yo, you made an eBook, Eric. How can I do it? So you know, I'm really putting people on game. Like, yo, this is how I made my eBooks. This is how I make six figures doing it, and this is how I supplemented my shoe company's in income, a revenue, and and this is how I'm gonna have multiple six figure businesses after the pandemic, just because like you you pivot and you make passive. You know, it's it's, it's crazy right now. So passive is very important so you can sleep and wake up to some coins in your bank account. And traditionally, this is a big one. This is a big one. Get your notepad out. Traditionally, we make we get yes, paid sir. twice a month, but we spend money daily. Traditionally, we get paid twice a month, but we spend money daily. The goal is to figure out how you how to get paid daily as well. And how do you get paid daily? Take control of your own thing. Start your own business. Create your own ebook. Offer value to social media, to the World Wide Web, whoever. Really invest in yourself. And once you do that, you offer value. You can make money every day. It's not a day that I don't have at least a couple hundred dollars coming into my account. Mm. You have to have that. And it starts off with a couple hundred, then it goes to a couple thousand, then it goes to five figures every day. You know, it starts with those baby steps. You have to start somewhere, though. And understand, like, yo, mm. I, if I sell one ebook a day, that's still good. Six figures, uh, it ain't nothing but $275 or something like that a day. You can do it. When you break it down like that, that's a pair of J's every day. Let me sell something. Let me sell. Five, 10 ebooks a day at this price. You know, let me sell a, a, a subscription service however many times a month to make $275 a day. You know, it's like you can do it. You just got to break it down. If you got a goal, put $100,000 on your thing and, and then break that down by, by month, by day, or by week and by day, and then by hour if you want to. You know, it, it can be done. Start knocking them goals out. So I remember you said something about how important it was to be transparent with your story. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it's just not all glory. Why, why, is, why is that so important? Because people are looking for personability. They're looking to be personable. I said personability. Mm. Is that a word? Personal ability? Personal ability? We go rock, we go rock with it, though. Personability. We need, <laughs> we personal, we need personability. People want yeah. you to be personable. <laughs> they don't want to look at a robot. They don't want to look at somebody <laughs> that's, that's only going through good. They want to be able to relate to you. I think that's one thing that helps mm. me grow so much is relatability. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> they want to relate to me. They want to relate. Yeah. So people being able to relate to your story, your journey, and they're feeling like they're not alone. That's why you know building trust you know build a family not mm -hmm. a customer base yeah that's why being, being transparent is very important to build that following that authentic following so I, I heard one of my favorite rappers fat trail from dc he says in one of his songs if you really want to grow it requires separation so i know you moved from arkansas to la do you think you would have achieved that same success without that big move to la no i wouldn't have and i, I think a lot of people have you have to move where people appreciate the value you're trying to offer because you can do a lot through social media but a lot of people have a million followers and they got $2 in their bank account. A lot of people really, you know, they, just, they don't know how to monetize their following. So you can build a following, but if you don't know have the knowledge to, to monetize that, then you're stuck. You know, if you, if you, if you love to move around, you're, you're an extrovert. You like being in person at events. And where you currently live, they don't have events that cater to your niche or what you do. You got to move, you know. So you're running the roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. A lot of the times, it's not because you're in the wrong industry. You're doing something wrong. You're just in the wrong place. And I think you have to move. Uh, you have to be willing to move. You have to be. You have to have faith in yourself to know that you know I'm leaving this place, but I'm not leaving my connections here. I have my connections that I have here, and my support system. I'm just going to expand that. 
you know, and then, so I think I feel like, you know, me moving allowed me to spread my wings even bigger because I was kind of like in a box. I'm trying to like fly in this little box that society's put me in. And then once yeah. I broke out of that box, I'm like, oh, man, like I, hey, you can't stop me now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad through this month. So it's like, yo, it's, it hit different when you move and you go somewhere where you can move different. It, it hit different when you move and you can move somewhere where you can move different. Oh, you just dropped something. But yeah, so I, I always recommend moving. And then separation sometimes also means with people. You know, we everybody's not meant to be in your life your whole life. You know, you got to leave people behind because a lot of people don't think like you think and they don't they don't vibrate on the level you vibrate on and they're small minded. So you can't have a million dollar idea, a million dollar plan and talking to ten dollar mind people and think they're going to yeah. understand that. You know, you, they're going to they're going to they're going to devalue. They're going to talk you down like oh, that might be too much, bro. Like that's, that's, you think it's too big. But if, if you're not thinking, you know, big to where you, you're scared or you worry, somebody like, oh, it's going to work. Like, ah, and if you're thinking about it every day while you sleep, you poop and you shower, it's like, yo, you might need to go ahead and tap in with that. You know, so I think moving and separating yourself from people, environments, environment plays a huge part on how far you go in your life, your business, your, whatever it might be. So I'm grateful to be in a new environment where I can thrive, you know, because it's just like planting I have, I be having so much come through my head, bro. It'd be crazy. It's just yeah. like planting the seed in soil that ain't meant for that, that specific plant to grow in. Like if you plant a, a cactus somewhere where it ain't supposed to grow, it's probably not going to grow. So maybe you need yeah. to get up and move somewhere else and be planted <laughs> where you can actually be watered and you can grow it, you know, in an environment hey. that's meant for you. And most mm. of the times, you can be scared to do that. But when, you, when, it, when it gets dark and you feel like, yo, like I ain't even, maybe you just been planted. So you just need to grow. Mm. Mm. When it get dark, maybe that's you getting planted in the soil that's meant for you. You just need to grow. Man, keep dropping these gems on us. Man, <laughs> oh my God, I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire like my boy. It's over with. It's done for. <laughs> Man. So give us give us one gem. I know you got I know you got the ebook on this. Just give us one gem about building brand in 2021. Building brands in 2021. We're looking for value. Understanding I always tell people, understand your niche. Your niche is very important because, you know, you can't be all over the place. So this is a gym. A lot of people think I have a lot of passions. You know, jack of all trades, masters of none. What do you want to be mm. known for? You have to figure out what you want to be known for, what you want to be an expert in. It's not That's not putting yourself in a box to where you can't do other things. It's just you becoming an expert and becoming a credible brand that's known for something. When you think about Nike, they started with the track shoe. Think about Louis Vuitton, started with the totes. When you think about Rihanna, she started with the music. But now she's doing so much other things. You think about LeBron, basketball. But now he has a school. You know, so every you think about Dr. Dapper started with the shoes. Now he's doing tea. Now he's doing this. Now he's doing that. So I think we have to understand that, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, what does she do? You want to be like, oh, yeah, that's Dr. Dapper. That's a shoe guy. Oh, that's LeBron. He played basketball. But he does. Mm-hmm. But because you built that credibility within that niche, now you can slap that on anything. Like Louis Vuitton, they can slap, they can slap their name on a condom. People pay $100 for it just because it's Louis Vuitton. Right. And that's just how branding works. You have to niche down. You have to focus. And then you, you, then you scale. You niche down, you focus, then you scale, okay. and you and then you and then you be consistent with that. And over time, mm. just like you plant that seed that you water and you nurture, when it grows, it branches off into different things. So it's the same that's gonna happen with your seed and your business. You're gonna grow, branch off into different things that'll be passions and things that you really care about in life and things you thought, oh, I'm really good at this, but I'm not gonna do it right now. When can I do it? You can do it when your plant starts to grow, and you, you gain that credibility. That's that's All a right, gem. So that's a gem for that one. <laughs> that's that's a great one. So build build that credibility and then branch out. Makes sense. Makes sense. So as an entrepreneur, how important is it to be able to adapt? Adapting is very important. That's why a lot of the businesses today have been around since 1906 and before then, because they adapted, you know. So I think Mm. if you if you're if you're afraid to adapt or you don't adapt, you're just going to be left behind. 
because we live in a world that that's always evolving, always moving. You know, just like yeah. time. Time ain't waiting on nobody. Time is an illusion, but it's not waiting on nobody. You know, so I think even with technology, with new apps, with new ways of, of getting money, whatever it might be, you have to evolve and adapt with that. Because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. And so it's very vital to uh, the success of any entrepreneur, you know, any personal brand, any business, any whatever. You know, you have to move with mm. the times uh, or you'll be left in 2020. And, and, you know, in 2020s, you don't want to be left here, do you? You experienced it already. So why be, why be left? <laughs> hey, nobody would be left here. <laughs> so go ahead and step with us. <laughs> Big fact. So, man, I know you 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 said how important networking is. So, would you say it's more important to find a good mentor or build a strong network, or are they both equally important? What do you think? Build a strong network because some people in your network end up being your mentor. It's not. I think people have a, a a view on mentorship that's like, oh, I have to have a mentor, and it's like we we meet once a month, we talk about this business, this this and that. But to me, I think a mentor should be a brother. It should be a sister. It should be somebody that calls you like, yo, you trying to go out. It should be somebody you can go to their crib and see how they sleep, see how they eat, see how they move, see what they read, see what they watch. You know, and people are like, oh, I read this book about this millionaire, blah, 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 I follow this man. It's like, but how many millionaires can you call up and be like, yo, what you doing today? I'm trying to pull up on you. And that's where that's where men, true mentorship comes in. It's brotherhood. It's sisterhood. It's not searching for that person in your industry that's done so great. Sometimes it might be looking across the room like, yo, I, I, I look up. They might be looking at a panel like, yo, he, he's dope. It might not be the person that has a million followers or a million dollars. It might be the person that has $500,000 in the bank that knows what they're doing and they've gotten there and they're about to grow even more. And you're mm -hmm. you're here. You don't have to be a millionaire to teach a millionaire or something. So I think that's a very important gem to understand too. So don't go seeking for a millionaire because you can learn from a little kid. Let a kid get pick up TikTok. Let a, let a 50-year-old pick up TikTok. That kid can teach that 50-year-old something about TikTok they didn't even know about. And that 50-year-old could probably make millions off of it once that kid teach it to him. So I think it's, it's really important to not look at mentorship like, oh my God, let me find a mentor so I can meet once a month and we can talk about this, we can talk about that. It's like, yo, find a brother, find a sister, find somebody that really care what you care about you and rock with you. And that's mm. what a mentor is, somebody that cares about your business, but also cares about your passion and the things you do in life, the way you live in and things of that nature. But networking is very, very important. I, I love networking the most. Gotcha. So put yourself in my audience shoes. You're in high school, you just graduated or you're in college. What are your next money moves? <sighs> high school money moves if you're going to college go to college and don't major in something that just for the money major in something because of the passion so you can be around people that care about what you care about and those connections can be lifelong sometimes and that person might end up hitting you up two years after college like yo i got a i got a job i want to i want you to partner with me on this business you know i'm gonna mm. split a revenue 100 uh, of a million dollars you know so i think making those connections is very important and going into, into your passion things you really care about in college and if you're graduating from college and you have if you're going until nine to five, that's cool. That's cute. But that <laughs> nine to five, that's what pay the bills. But that six mm. to whatever, that's what builds the empire. So I think that's yes, the money sir. move with that. If you're going to work a nine to five, understand that nine to five is just there. Just as a, I'm just stopping here. I'm just taking away what I need to invest in something that's going to create generational wealth. And if you want to go full time into your business, have the resilience. Understand it's not going to be easy. You know, and the money move for that is really focus on branding. You can't, branding is like br marketing and branding. I love to tell people the difference between those. So this is a money move for people, I guess, when it comes to marketing and branding, understanding the difference between those things. Marketing is like asking somebody on a date, and branding is the reason they say yes. So your money. So think about that again. Think about that. Say that. Say that. Say that out loud. Marketing is the reason. Marketing is like asking somebody on a date, and branding is the reason they say yes. 
marketing is like, hey, 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 I'm out here, I'm out here. Shot with me, shot with me, shot with me. I want to be with you. And then branding is like, okay, bet. She looked at you or he looked at you like, okay, mm. bag is really good. I like, I like the suit, I like the cut, I like the hair, I like the watch, the shoes, whatever. Yeah. So that's how you brand it. That's how you pack it. So I think the money move for people is really getting your branding right, getting your packaging right. You know, understanding your value and really putting yourself out there and, and being conscious of social media being your resume at this point in time. As I got, I got one more question for you, boss man. So I'm gonna read you two quotes, and you got to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion. You ready? Oh, what is it lit? All right, man, let's get it. So my first quote is, "Money can't buy happiness," and my second quote is, "More money, more problems." Which one is more accurate in your opinion? I think. Let me break it down. I think more money, more problems. I think you. I think you're just gonna have problems with you. You got. You have hundred hundred dollar problems. You got. You got thousand dollar problems. And you got million dollar problems. You can have the same exact problem. It's just. It just costs you more to deal with that problem. And money can't buy happiness. I think money can buy happiness. It can. It can buy happy experiences. So I, I probably. I probably will lean more towards more money, more problems. So I think mm. more more money, more problems. Just because I know when you make more money, you invest in more things, and that causes you to uh, have to to micromanage more things and just deal with other problems. But it's easier to deal with those problems when you got more money. Okay, okay, I like that. So before we wrap it up, man, you gotta you gotta lace us up on on what you said earlier. So before I go, before the Doctor Dapper taps out, feel like a baby. So if we think back to when we were kids, you know, and we were we were babies, we looked around like, dang, everybody walking. Like, I really want to learn how to walk like everybody. Walk. I'm down here crawling and shit. Like I'm tired of this. And what does that baby do? That baby gets up and that baby tries to walk, but that baby falls down, you know, but then that baby just, he doesn't just stay on the ground. He gets back up. So back then, Mm. if we knew what failure was and giving up and doubt was, none of us would be walking today. So feeling like a baby means going back to that childlike mentality, understanding like when I was a child, if I didn't have the, the grit, the grind, the resilience and just the purpose and just dedication, when I was a kid, I wouldn't be walking right now. And then understanding when you started walking, you grabbed onto tables and chairs and people, and as you're, and when you're an adult, that's your circle. If you ain't got nobody to grab onto and hold onto, so you won't fall, then you're in the wrong circle. So mm. feel like feel like a baby. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like it, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on FY Florida Podcast, man. Let the audience know where to reach. If you got any any more final words, any more gems to drop on us, go ahead, boss. Yeah, tap in with me if you need some more gems or some motivation or some ebooks for to help you build your business or a coaching session or an ebook course to teach you how to develop your own ebook. You can follow me on Instagram at the t h e Doctor Dapper. So D O C T O R D A P P E R. You can find all my links there and all my other businesses in the in the bio as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we're going to take it back to Remy G and me for one of our favorite segments called Did You Know? Let's get it. Welcome back. Welcome back to FY Fly the Podcast. And y'all know what time it is or maybe y'all don't. But me and Mr. Make a Play finna let y'all know. Did you know? On average, every day we see about 6,000 brand logos. Did you know? After price and perceived quality, emotional connection is the third largest factor in deciding to purchase. Did you know? 59% 59% of consumers buy products from brands they trust. Did you know? Companies with blogs or podcasts average more leads per month. Did you know? 38% of users avoid businesses with unattractive websites. Did you know? Coca-Cola's logo is recognized by 94% of the world's population. In conclusion, to wrap everything up, the three things we need y'all to take away from this episode is number one, be sure to provide value in whatever setting you're in, whether it's social media, a Zoom business meeting, clubhouse, Wherever you're at, show up and show out. Number two is being consistent. Whatever you're doing, be sure that it'll produce positive results. 
Don't be consistent in something that'll hurt you in the long run. But whatever you choose to do, whether it's eating better, working out, investing for the long term, learning a trade for short-term profitability, stay consistent and watch the results start to show. If you remain consistent, then those results will start to compound. And number three is to remain authentic. Stay true to yourself, your values, and the right people will be attracted to you. The right customer will buy from you. Just keep it 100, baby. Thank y'all for tuning in to the first episode of season two. Stay locked in with us every Friday because we ain't letting up. We staying consistent. Big facts, General. Stay safe. Stay invested. And stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. Here on FYI Fly, we like to give an independent artist a place to shine and gain some exposure. This week we have Hate On Me Now by Sleepover Next Friday. Let's go. Nigga been grinding, they know that I'm up. I had to work for the shit. I done got smarter, had to work harder, had to get birth to the shit. Like a little daughter, now that I'm grown up, got my flows up, now my bros up. I'm next up, it's no wonder. Go figure. Drip me down, tell me he'll figure. Shawty so sexy and I love a figure.